ML Nation, episode 714. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this. Hey, ML Nation, it's Simon Chan, and thank you so much for making my book, The Consistency Pill, a bestseller. It hit top five in four different categories on Amazon this week and also hit number one for multi-level, and I appreciate you for that. If you haven't gotten a copy of the companion workbook or want to learn more about The Consistency Pill, go to consistencypill.com. It'll feature the seven components of a consistency system that will help you increase sales and transform your business. Head over to consistencypill.com. ML Nation, this is Simon Chen. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today. We have Scott Aaron. Hey, Scott, are you ready to make it happen? Simon, born ready and uh, grateful and honored to be here. Hey, today's show is going to be a little bit different. Scott Aaron is someone I followed. I've been on the show. and just watched this guy grow and help entrepreneurs generate leads, get connections, and increase sales using LinkedIn. And aside from that, we just spent 15 minutes talking about sports cards. So he's a really cool dude. I got to have him on here. And if you haven't heard who Scott is, he's a three-time best-selling author, a top podcaster, and speaker. He is an expert in establishing connections, generating leads, and creating sales using LinkedIn. And we never really had someone talk about LinkedIn on the show. So I figured, hey, you know what? It is making People are making money using LinkedIn, and I want to have Scott on here. So anyway, Scott, welcome to ML Nation. We have you on here. Why don't you take us to your background? How did you become an entrepreneur, and how did you go from where you started to what you're doing now? Yeah, so uh, again, uh, honored and, and grateful to be on here. Um, I, I've, I was a longtime listener uh, of MLM Nation before, obviously, venturing to the you know, coaching side of things. And, you know, obviously it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity to actually be a guest on here. So thank you for this opportunity. And as far as my entrepreneurial journey, it was a, a little bit unorthodox from other people. Um, I've, I've never worked for anyone. I've only been an entrepreneur my entire life. So I jokingly tell people that I've been psychologically unemployable since day one. And how I got into entrepreneurship was obviously um, different than other people. My father, who also uh, has and is an entrepreneur, um, I come from a long line. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. Uh, my great grandfather was. So it was kind of in my DNA. And, you know, unfortunately, my father made some uh, bad business decisions um, as I was uh, ending high school and going into college that by the end of my freshman year, um, he ended up going to federal prison for two and a half years for insurance fraud. In the time period where he knew he was going to go away to the time that he did leave, he followed his passion and path, which was health and wellness. My father has always been into bodybuilding and powerlifting, still is. He holds some uh, national and world bench press records for his age category, which is 70 plus. And yeah, 70 years young, my dad is still benching close to 350 pounds. It's, it's pretty amazing. So when he went away, he basically said, listen, you're leaving the University of Pittsburgh. You're going to be coming back to Philadelphia. You're going to re-enroll at Temple and you got to help run the business to support your sister and your mom, which I did. So at 18 and a half, almost 19 years old, the keys to this health club were given to me. And that is how I became an entrepreneur. And 
I, I always tell people that I wouldn't have wanted it any other way because it was the best learning lesson that I could have ever gotten because I, I learned about being resilient. I learned uh, about working hard and being dedicated to your craft and creating consistency, which is applicable to so many entrepreneurial endeavors, just like network marketing. So I spent the better part of 18 years from the age of 18 to 36, uh, being a top personal trainer in the Philadelphia area, sports nutritionist, corporate wellness speaker. But about 13 years in, uh, this was 2013, I was introduced to the world of, of network marketing. And this was something that uh, I did not feel was a Ponzi or a pyramid or a scam. I saw it more as a business opportunity for me to diversify uh, my, my monetary income and the buckets of, of um, uh, income streams that I had. Now, to be totally honest, outside of the gym and personal training, I didn't have anything else to fall back on. So the, the question that was posed to me was one that I'll never forget. A friend of mine asked me, he said, listen, if you got sick or injured, where you physically could not train people, you couldn't get to the gym, how would you make a living? And it was one of the scariest questions I've ever been asked. I, I had recently become a father. My son's going to be 10. I, I had responsibility now. And for me, my body, my, my physical work was my way to earn a living. But the other thing that I knew is that, you know, I remember reading an article that stated the average um, millionaire has anywhere between three to five income streams. And I had one, my personal training. My gym was making money, but for the gym, not me. I was the first one there, the last one to leave, and the last one to get paid. That's why I had to train. Now, when I saw the opportunity of network marketing, I, I, I knew exactly how to leverage it. I knew it just wasn't about getting consumers and customers because, again, I've been in sales for 25 years. When I looked at the structure of how most of these companies were set up, I knew if I was going to make this into something, I had to build an organization. I had to find other entrepreneurial-minded and business-minded people like me that saw this through the same lens that I did. And that, Simon, is how I landed on LinkedIn because I saw so many people in network marketing you know, spending so much time on Facebook, so much time on Instagram. Yes. Were they getting enrollments? Sure. Everybody does. You know, consumers are easy to get, but crossing that bridge, you know, getting to that, that level where you have an organization that's building underneath you because if people forget that your income is predicated on the work that people do underneath you, not just your work. If you're doing it all by yourself, you can't get to the top of what you want to achieve. So that's when I said to myself, I need to start spending time on a social media platform that has business-minded people like me, entrepreneurial-minded people like me, and prosperous, conscious people like me. And that's how I started leaning into LinkedIn. Uh, and the rest, they say, is history. What are some things or some advantages that LinkedIn has over the other social media platforms? Or just to, let's just talk about Facebook or Instagram. What's the yeah. benefit? Aside from you're going to find entrepreneur people, maybe, right? Yeah. So there's a, a couple different things that I, I talk about. And that's a great question. So number one, the average income that someone makes on Facebook and Instagram is $30,000 a year or less. 
the average income that someone makes on LinkedIn is $100,000 a year or more. So I knew looking at that statistic, I wanted to be playing in the pool of people that were making money because if they were making money, they wanted to learn how to make more. I didn't want to necessarily prospect and connect with people that saw value in what I had, but I didn't want to be a, a deterrent of their life. I didn't want this to be an expense for them. I didn't want someone that had their back to the corner and they had to make this work. It has to work or I'm going to be out on the streets. I didn't want that responsibility. I wanted someone that was already there crossing the bridge and ready for more. The second thing is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this all the time. Your network is in direct correlation to your net worth. So the larger of a network that you can grow, the larger of a net worth you can grow. And you're only allowed 5,000 friends on Facebook. And, you know, they're not really friends. I think we all know that we, um, from a social standpoint and a physiological standpoint, we, we don't have the emotional capacity to have 5,000 friendships. It's just not possible. Now, Instagram, yes, you can have millions and millions and millions of followers, but Instagram has the highest rate of fake accounts to real accounts on all of social media. It's all bots. You don't really know who's real and who's not anymore. Now on LinkedIn, you can create and curate 30,000 organic connections from a business standpoint. So you're at the helm of creating this uh, abundant network of people that are the ideal fit for the business that you have. The other thing is age demographic. The average age of someone on Facebook and Instagram is 18 to 29. On LinkedIn, it's 30 to 55. So again, I was looking to talk to people that I would say were more seasoned or had some uh, wear under their belt. They had been in business for a while. They had um, assets. They had income, um, but also savings. They, they, they had money in different, different, in different places where, again, they didn't see this as something that, that, that had to work. They were willing to put the time, the energy, and the effort in. But I would say the biggest thing was the lead generation capability that LinkedIn has. There was a six-month study done that Forbes reported about a year and a half, almost two years ago. And they did a six-month study. It was a third-party company that analyzed organic lead generation, Facebook versus LinkedIn. At the end of the six months, they found out that LinkedIn was 277% more effective for organic lead generation than Facebook. So... What that said to me was, I need to be playing in a pool of people where they're generating leads. Because if you don't have people to talk to, if you're relying on friends and family, your business isn't going to get anywhere. That, that is the, the last thing I wanted to do was to prospect friends and family. I wanted to create relationships outside of that foundational network that we all have, which are friends and family. And especially in network marketing, what people don't realize, the whole friends and family concept came about in the mid to late 1800s when there were no phone books, there was no internet, there was no anything. So who were the people in, who were the people that were in closest proximity to you? Your friends and family. But now with the internet, we can connect with anyone anywhere. So when I saw that this was the number one platform for lead generation, which leads will lead you to creating revenue in your business, I was all in at that point and I tell people to do the same today. When you said that it's 277% uh, better, is that um, from paid advertising or just organic? Organic free, unpaid advertising. 
So this is the organic platform, no ad spend, unpaid, the regular version of Facebook versus the regular free version of LinkedIn. So it just means like I'm going out there and uh, message a few people with just connecting someone. Someone wants to connect with me. Correct. So it's like a 277% chance someone would rather connect with me on LinkedIn than on Facebook. 80% of all B2B leads, business to business. So if you are in business, whatever it is, network marketing, entrepreneurship, and you're looking to connect with another business-minded person to offer a product, a good, a service, a course, a program, 80% of all B2B leads are being generated on LinkedIn right now. Number two is not even Facebook. Twitter is number two. And then you have Facebook at number three. So again, um, my mom always tells me and still to this day that, Facts are friendly. So numbers don't lie. If, if those are the numbers, I am going to play into them. I'm not going to go against them and I'm going to make it work. Hmm. So if someone want to get started with LinkedIn, what's the first thing that they should do? So I, I break this down into kind of like a, I call it the layer cake of LinkedIn. So the one mistake that I, I see a lot of network marketers doing, uh, especially on LinkedIn is that well, number one, they're trying to duplicate and replicate everything that they're doing on Facebook and Instagram and just bring it to LinkedIn. That's the lazy way. LinkedIn is a different animal. And the other thing is you have to brand yourself. Don't brand the company. Don't brand MLM or network marketing. You're the business owner. It's just the model of business that you have is that of a multi-level marketing or network marketing or direct sales opportunity. People say yes to you. So the fact of the matter is, is that when you see people on LinkedIn and they have their company blasted out all over there, all you're doing is promoting the company. You're doing nothing to promote yourself. So when you're on LinkedIn, you have to establish yourself as the business owner, as the go-to person. So it starts with your profile. So just to kind of give you an example, when I was in network marketing, um, I actively built for about four and a half years earned just under $400,000 in that time period. And, you know, was at the top of the company, you know, all the awards, all that stuff. On my, it was a health and wellness-based opportunity. So on my, my profile, on my headline, I didn't have the company that I was with. I didn't have network marketing. I didn't have MLM. I had online wellness coach. I had success mentor, a uh, healthy lifestyle expert, things that spoke to what the opportunity represented. So when you're listening to this, think about the pillars of what your opportunity represents. Are you health and wellness based? Are you lifestyle based? What is it? Are, are, you, know, are you giving the people the opportunity to make more money? So you have to think about the pillar aspects of the opportunity and that's what you want to have in the headline part of your profile. But the other thing that you need to do is you need to think about the connection point between you and your ideal avatar. Now, here's what I mean, Simon. I only prospected wellness professionals. And you know why? Because those were the people that I had the closest connection to without ever speaking to them before. Because like I mentioned prior, 18 years of my life was spent in the health and wellness industry. So I prospected personal trainers, group fitness instructors, nutritionists, gym owners. I could speak their language without ever talking to them. So if you're listening to this and you're growing this business on the side, think about what it is that you do in your nine to five. Are you a nurse? Are you an accountant? Are you a teacher? 
Those are the people that you should be looking to connect with on LinkedIn because you're going to share that relatable bond. You don't have to try to pitch and sell someone something they don't need because there's no relatability there. Why would you connect with a nurse if you have a bookkeeping background? What kind of relatable <coughs> connection are you going to have to that person? So then you have to start thinking about what are the keywords that I have to list in my profile that that person would be searching? So if you've spent time in nursing, you have nurse practitioner or RN or registered nurse or nurse professional, nurse practitioner, whatever it is, dental hygienist, whatever it is that you do, you flutter those keywords, not only in the headline, but in the experience section. You need to create a journey for people, just like going to someone's website. Someone's homepage to their website is a journey for them to go down to learn about them. So there are specific keywords. When Microsoft bought LinkedIn out nearly seven years ago, they embedded search engine optimization on the platform, specifically on our profiles. So our profiles, if they're keyworded properly, guess what? You'll appear in searches on Yahoo, on Bing, uh, on Google. So now you're driving traffic in from all over the internet, not just on social media. So the first thing is to always optimize your profile and brand yourself. The second layer is building the right kind of network. And I started to kind of touch on this uh, just a couple of minutes ago. So you have to think about two types of connections. Number one, that ideal business professional that you most relate to based on your own work experience. <clears throat> so if you have an accounting background, connect with accountants. If you have a nursing background, connect with nurses. If you're a school teacher, connect with other school teachers. It's that easy. That is the person that can connect best with you, have relatable stories, but you have an opportunity and a stream of income that they don't, which means they'll be more open to it. The second type of connection is what I call a power partner. A power partner is someone that you can connect, collaborate, and get referrals and introductions to. So here's how I did it. So I classified my ideal client avatar as a personal trainer because that's what I, you know, yes, I was a gym owner of three gyms, but I spent time doing that, but a great deal of my time personal training. So that was more of my ideal client. So I spent a ton of time prospecting personal trainers. My power partner was that gym owner. Why? Well, gym owners employ personal trainers. So when I started to make all these connections with personal trainer or with gym owners, you know, I would say, listen, how can I support you on the platform? You know, any introductions, you know, who could I connect you with? And they would tell me now, and they would say, well, how can I help you? Well, you know, if any of the trainers at your gym are any are ever open to other opportunities outside of, that's going to pull them away from the gym, but it's going to enhance what they're doing. You know, would love the opportunity to speak to them. Can you do an introduction? So now I was getting all these people referring people to me because of the relationship that I built with them. So making sure that you don't spray and pray. So many people get on the LinkedIn and they just click that connect button and they just try to connect with anyone with a pulse. It's going to land you in LinkedIn jail, but it's also going to lead you to not having a fruitful network. So you have to connect with a clear avatar that is just like you from a personal standpoint, but also that power partner for introductions. The third thing is messaging. So this is where I say the wheels kind of fall off. And if anyone that's listening to this now, if you've spent any time on LinkedIn or any social media platform for that matter, You've probably gotten those 18 paragraph long drunk a lot verbal vomit messages of someone trying to pitch you and sell you and click this link and watch this video and book a call here. Listen, that's just going to push someone away. It's not going to bring them closer to you. So 
what I always encourage people to do is to follow a framework that I created called the magic formula. It's three steps. Step one is if you're going to message a new connection on LinkedIn, you want to start off with a nice, warm, welcoming introduction. Hey, Simon, it's so great to be connected to you. Not dear Simon, comma, space, in that next paragraph. You don't make it too businessy and stuffy. You make it relaxed, warm, and welcoming. The second thing that you do is you want to create a relatable connecting point, bridging the gap, lowering the drawbridge between you and the person that you're uh, messaging. So if I was prospecting for an opportunity that was health and wellness based and my background was in um, you know, personal training and I noticed that Simon was a personal trainer, search form, connected with him. Now I'm going to message him. Hey, Simon, it's great to be connected to you. I noticed that you also had a background in personal training, as do I. Would love to hear how things are going with you. Share more about what's going on with me and how we can support one another here on LinkedIn. Now, I've done two things. Number one, I've bridged the gap. I've lowered that drawbridge because when Simon is going to read that message, it's going to click. He's going to be like, oh, well, Mm. Scott's a trainer. I'm a trainer. That's why he's reaching out to me. But the second thing I did is I used the second most important word in the English language. And that word is support. So there were scientific studies done on wordplay of what words trigger emotional or chemical responses. And what they found was when someone reads the word support and says it in their head, it's been shown that the brain will then release a chemical called oxytocin. This is our feel-good warm and fuzzy brain chemical, just like dopamine, endorphins, serotonin, you know, equated to the runner's high that people get. So now this person is feeling really good about this message that's being sent. And the third and final thing that you do is you finish with something I call a CTA, a call to action. Statements lead to nowhere. Questions lead to answers. You have to ASK to GET. You have to ask in order to get. So if I don't ask the person for a phone call or a Zoom, they're not going to give me one. If I finish with, hey, Simon, let me know when's good for you. Well, guess what? Simon's never going to tell me when is good because I haven't asked him when is good. But if I simply finish with, "Um, do you have any time this week or next week for a call or a Zoom? Now I've asked a clear and specific question, which is going to lead to a clear and specific answer. And the fourth and final layer which makes all this come together is content creation. Now, here's the big difference. There's no, if you're in network marketing and listening to this, there's no transformation pictures. There's no product pictures. There's none of the easiest rule of thumb, everybody. Whatever you're posting on Facebook and Instagram, keep it off of LinkedIn. So now you may be thinking to yourself, well, Scott, what am I supposed to post on LinkedIn then? Well, here's what you do. You only need to post three times a week on LinkedIn, not three times an hour, not three times a day. Three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That's it. Now, anything that you post has to do one of two things. Educates your audience or informs or keeps them updated on certain things. Now, This is not related to your network marketing opportunity. It's not related to a specific product. It could be related to an ingredient. It could be 
related to health and wellness overall. So here's a simple, here's what I would do. So if I was in a wellness-based network marketing opportunity, on Monday, I would do a video. And that video would be about two to four minutes. Uh, all you need is your phone, your face, and your mouth. That's it. You pre-record the video. You upload it to LinkedIn. And here's what the video would be about. The video would be about um, three basic tips on living a healthy lifestyle. And you can hop on there and you can say, hey, everybody, this is Scott. Just wanted to jump on here today and give you three basic tips on how to live a healthier lifestyle if you're a busy professional like myself. Number one, um, make sure that you pre-plan your meal schedule for the day so you're not making bad decisions. And then you kind of expand on it. Number two, make sure you drink plenty of water throughout the day so you're hydrated. And then you expand on it, give some other reasons why. And number three, make sure you get plenty of rest so your body is recharged and ready for each day. And then again, you can finish with, let me know in the comments, what did you find most helpful? Which tip was it? Have a great day, and I hope it's helped. So again, you're educating and informing people. You're building that know, like, and trust. No one buys anything from anyone that they don't know, like, or trust. So that's on Monday. Wednesday, you want to do a market research poll. So there is a poll feature on LinkedIn, just like Facebook and Instagram. And this is where you want to ask questions. If you want to find out exactly what people are struggling with in regards to how you can help them, you have to ask. You can't assume anything. So a simple poll question could be this. What are you struggling most with in regards to your health and wellness? Number one, exercising. Two, eating right. Three, sleeping. Four, other comment below. So now you're doing some market research on exactly what people within your network are struggling with, where there can now be a connection point to a problem that they're having and a solution that you can provide on Friday. So just as an example with that poll that I gave you an example of, say that most people said that they struggle with exercising regularly. On Friday, you can do a long form post that's branded to you. So an image of yourself, something professional, and you can give three or four tips on um, how to stay consistent with your exercise routine as a busy business professional. So it could be number one, make sure you do it first thing in the morning. Number two, write your workout out. Number three, hire a trainer. Number four, something else. So now all you're doing is providing value to the network that you're building. So when people are seeing all of these things, they start to know you, they start to like you, and they start to trust you. So again, then people start getting closer and closer and closer. And before you know it, you're going to have people reaching out to you to hear about what it is that you do. You can share with them what it is that you do. And now you're pre-qualifying people even more. So there's a systematic methodology to what needs to be done on LinkedIn. It's not just about generating leads. It's about building connection, rapport, trust, great business relationships with business-minded people just like yourselves that are listening to this. So no more spraying and praying. No more hoping the skies open up and drop people into my lap. Listen, network marketing, just like a lot of business, it's a contact sport. You got to contact people. You can't wait for people to reach out to you. And the simple methodology that I just went over in those four layers, the beautiful thing, Simon, people only have to spend 20 minutes a day on LinkedIn to get results. You're not on there scrolling and trolling for hours. You get on there, 
you connect with some people, you search for those ideal prospects, you send some warm messages, you produce a piece of content, you get off the platform, you go about your day, and it's that simple. Hey, so much gold out here, and uh, I can go on ask you so many questions. But you wrote a book about this, right? Um, I did. Under the best-selling book. Tell us about the book and um, what's it about. What is it? What does it cover? Yeah, it's it's called the LinkedIn book for network marketing. Um, I released it about four years ago uh, in 2018, and it was uh, BookAuthority.com, which is the top-rated independent book review company in the world, actually ranked it the number one LinkedIn book of all time. Um, I got that notification uh, earlier this year, and it, it covers a lot of that. I have a second edition coming out actually in August. Um, it's going to be the LinkedIn book for sales and marketing, so it's going to go a little bit deeper into the sales and marketing side of things. Um, but this, the, the LinkedIn book for network marketing uh, gives you the foundational things that I did to succeed in network marketing. You know, there's a lot of people struggling in the industry right now. They're wondering, where do I turn to? What should I do? I, I need something different. You change nothing and nothing changes. So, you know, the book's on Amazon. It's on my website. And it's it's an easy read. It's 101 pages. I wanted to make it very digestible, but very actionable. There's a key takeaway section after each chapter. So it basically tells you, here's what you should have taken away. If you missed it, go back and read it again. And it puts you into motion. I've had people succeed in their businesses just after reading this book. So uh, I encourage people to read it. It's on Audible, uh, Kindle, paperback, whatever you want. Uh, all bases are covered and it will absolutely help you. Well, ML Nation, you know Scott knows what he's talking about when it comes to LinkedIn. So definitely go check out the book. I'll put the link in the show notes page on mlnation.com. Uh, just go to the show notes page to click on the podcast tab at the top. As you go towards the end, um, this is one of my favorite questions. You've been an entrepreneur since 18 years old. I think that's mm -hmm. so inspiring. Thank you. What was your worst moment as an entrepreneur to the point that you you hated life? You Maybe you want to go do something else, but you didn't quit. And that's why you are where you are today. I can't say that I... I hated anything per se because I, I wouldn't want to change anything because it wouldn't land me where I am today. But what I can say is that a pivotal moment for me where the mirror was turned around, I'll never forget it. Uh, it was late 2015, early 2016 and, you know, full transparency outside of, you know, my father being incarcerated you know, I made millions in the wellness industry, lost millions, lost a house, um, got divorced twice. You know, there was a lot of turbulence in my life, but I was always a forward thinking person and I still am. But I remember, I remember, um, I, I didn't have, uh, a great relationship with my landlords. Uh, they, they weren't the most stand up people and the gym itself, was fine, but the building was falling apart. It was mold. It was, it was just not a good environment to run a successful company. And members were leaving. They were going to other gyms. And I was losing about $3,000 a month. And that was coming out of my pocket. So thank God for the you know, other streams of income that I had built um, since 2013. And I remember talking to my financial advisor. And... Um, he said, you should try to sell the gym. Uh, you, you, you got you got to do something. You're, you're bleeding right now. So I, I tried to sell the gym. Um, 
I was literally trying to sell it for pennies on the dollar. I mean, literally, I was just looking to get 25K. Um, it cost me 660,000 to open. Um, no takers. Uh, P&L sucked. Uh, it, it was not a profitable business. Who would want to come into that? So I reached out to my business attorney and I set up a meeting and I said, here's where I am. And the scary thing was, Simon, uh, I, I was starting to pull documents and really start to uncover, you know, the risk that I was having owning this gym. And I was the personal guarantor of the lease. And for those that, that don't know what that means, basically, if the gym went under, I was fully responsible on a personal standpoint to financially cover the remainder of that lease, which there were four years left and close to $400,000 owed. So I was sitting with my business attorney and he said, listen, the best and only option for you to start over, clean slate and be able to live life on your own terms is to file for personal bankruptcy. And Simon, that is for any business owner. That's it. You, you can't go any lower than filing for personal bankruptcy. So he said to me, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being slam dunk, one being do not do this. He said, you're a 9.5. So on July 1st of 2016, I filed the paperwork to file for personal bankruptcy. 30 days later, uh, I closed the gym. And on August 1st, uh, the weight of that gym was finally off of my shoulders. And what I can tell you is this, I remember walking out of the city of Philadelphia district office with my attorney. His arm was around my back, uh, around my shoulder. He said to me, now you can go live your life. And when, when I was discharged from that, that bankruptcy, uh, I knew nothing could hold me back. I, I, I was free. I was able to, to build and create whatever I wanted now with my wife. And, and the life that we're living now is because I had to go through that quote unquote rock bottom moment. And, and when I heard the word bankruptcy, Simon, I didn't hear my life is over. Hmm. I heard your life is about to begin. And the fact is that there are so many business owners. I hit the, the, the peak of business. I, I sold two gyms for a million dollars only to open up a third and be in $1.5 million of liability debt six years later. So I've been through that roller coaster, but you know what? Do you know why I continue to progress and my wife and I continue to succeed? Is because we don't stop moving forward. We don't dwell on the past. We don't focus on the things that have already happened. We focus on where we are right now and what we want to achieve moving into the future. And all I can tell you is, is that no matter how bad or how dark it may seem, there is always a light at the end of the tunnel if you choose to continue to walk forward. And that's what we do every single day. That's so inspiring. Uh, well, how important is consistency to your success? Everything. If you're not consistent, you have no opportunity to succeed because the stop and start method that a lot of people have, especially in network marketing, where they get distracted with life and family and you got to plan stuff out. You, you got to be serious about this. If you want to make a certain amount of money in, in business, 
You can't do it for three days and then stop for a week and then do it again. So everyone's familiar with the book, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. It's one of my favorite books of all time. It's the snowball effect. If you have ever built a snowman, it starts off like a little tiny ball of snow. And what do you do? You put it down and you slowly roll it, right? And then it gets bigger, collects more and more. And then before you know it, you've got this giant boulder of snow. But what if you decided to wait a day or two? It may rain. It may get too warm. That snow may melt and you've lost your opportunity to build that boulder of snow. So if you are not consistent each and every day with whatever business that you're growing, you have no chance of succeeding. It's, it's plain and simple. You don't do things one time and then, you know, set it and forget it and never touch it again. Consistency, especially consistent action, leads to consistent results. So the more consistent you are with your actions, the more consistent you are going to be with the results that you want. Hey, something important for you, ML Nation. I know you have goals because otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. And for every goal you set, you need a consistency system in place. And if you haven't said it, that's why the number one reason why goals fail. And I talk about this in the consistency system. In the book, we talk about the seven components and how if you implement these seven components, you can be successful and achieve whatever you want to achieve. It allows you to have the consistency and to maintain that momentum and get results. Uh, also, you need to be emotionally consistent by taking the daily EQ quiz and also get over rejection. And in the book, I talk about a 10-step rejection killer. Anyway, if you haven't got a copy of the book, the reviews are awesome. Uh, people have been loving it. You can check out the reviews on Amazon.com. And also, make sure, don't forget your free bonus for a limited time if you get a copy of the book. And you, I know you may be on a tight budget. That's why I made the book just 99 cents. The digital version, just 99 cents. You can get a free companion workbook. Uh, it's $25, the free companion workbook. So I'm not even making any money out of it, okay? For 99 cents, you get a $25 workbook in there. I want to make an impact on you. I appreciate you for listening. And now it's really time for you to take the next level. It's fine time for you to take the consistency pill. So head over to consistencypill.com. Hey, thank you so much. You've been amazing, Scott. As we go towards the end of the show, some quick questions to pick your brain. And these can be quick one-liners. Okay. So the first one is, what is one of your favorite quotes that motivates you? Your failures will always open the doors to your successes. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Making sure that my time is dedicated to the right thing. So my wife and I have a very strict morning, daily, and evening routine. We don't do business before 10 a.m. and we don't do business after 6 p.m. So making sure that those dedicated blocks of time for life and business integration is key to our success. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Where you are now does not determine where you're going to be. So no matter how bad it may seem right now, six months from now, six years from now, you continue to move forward, you're going to be in a better place and you're going to look back, learn from those lessons and continue to take them through every day of your life. What's a business tool that you can't live without? Aside from, we're not talking about LinkedIn or the apps. You know, I would say probably our, our CRM. Um, you know, being able to stay in touch with 
uh, our contacts because you know social media is rented land. So if, if you're not building an email list outside of social media, God forbid something happens to social media and they all shut down and you don't have a way to stay in touch with people, um, most businesses would go out of business. So for us, having our CRM in place where we're continuing to nurture and build relationships offline uh, could not live without it. And which CRM do you use? We use Kajabi, Kartra, because um, we have a couple of different products for a couple of different things. So we have a couple of different lists. What's your favorite app on your phone that's not a social media app? Favorite app on my phone that's not a social media app? ESPN. Um, <laughs> I'm a big sports nut. Uh, growing up in Philadelphia, you know, that's I eat, sleep, and breathe sports. So uh, being able to check in and read some stuff that's going on, you know, it uh, gives me my my, my daily uh, itch of uh, what's going on in the sports world. What are two or three books you could recommend to ML Nation, aside from your books? <laughs> uh, aside from my books, so there's three books that I love right now. Number one, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. Uh, the Common Path to Uncommon Success by John Lee Dumas. Wonderful book. Um, and then I would say Marketing Made Simple uh, by Donald Miller. Brilliant, brilliant book. Those are my fit, my top three right now. And here's the last question. It's the million dollar question. You ready? Yeah. Imagine you had to start all over again and you know one, but yet all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom and you were building a network marketing business, what's the first thing you would do in the first place you go? And specifically, let's be a little bit more specific because I know you're going to go LinkedIn. What specifically would you do on LinkedIn to find prospects and build a network marketing business from scratch? Well, A, um, I absolutely would go right to LinkedIn. Um, and if I was to start completely over from scratch, um, you know, I, I would go more from the standpoint of building the relationship instead of trying to sell and pitch people because the value of your business is the value of real connection that you have to those individuals. But I would say a subset of that, getting on video right away. One of the best ways to really build that know, like, and trust and build connection with from people is where they can see you, feel you, and hear your passion. So I wish I would have gotten started with video earlier um, but again, you learn that later, but those would be the two things is building the relationship first, but also showing up on camera as often as possible. So people can see me as we wrap up any last words or advice. And then what's the best way listeners can connect with you? Yeah. I mean, um, you can just Google my name. Uh, you know, I have a podcast as well. Simon's uh, been on there. He's going to be on there again. It's called, uh, networking and marketing made simple. Uh, my website, scottaaron.net, houses everything, but you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, obviously. Um, best piece of advice I can give people is, you know, if you're not clear on what you actually want to achieve, if you just say, hey, I want to make a lot of money or hey, I want, you got to get clear on it. Why? You know, my wife and I, we have a, a happening board. We don't do vision boards or goal boards. We do happening boards. What's going to happen this year? So if you have a specific monetary goal each year, Ask yourself, how is it going to happen? Break it down. What do you need to be earning per week, per month, per day even? So the more clear you are with your goals and the more consistent you are with the actions behind those goals, thinking about the end in mind, the better a result, result you're going to get and the more likely you are to actually achieving all those goals that you have. 
ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Scott Aaron. So keep up the momentum. Go to mlnation.com, go to the podcast tab, and you all the show notes, the nuggets of wisdom that Scott shared, including the link to his book, will be right there. Hey, in order to be successful in life, in business, and in network marketing, you must help others. So Scott, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you. And we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, and God bless you. Thank you, Simon. Appreciate you and grateful again to be here. Hey, I'm Nation. Before we wrap up here, don't miss out. Have you seen what people are saying on social media? If you have it, go to consistencypill.com and see what all the noise and what the hype is about. Go to consistencypill.com and see how this book is changing the lives of the network marketers. Head over, and also, you may even get a free bonus, the Companion Workbook. Head over now to consistencypill.com. Hey, ML Nation, a great show from Scott Aaron. Make sure you head over to mlnation.com, click on the podcast tab, and you see the show notes page, and uh, follow him on social media, and definitely go check out his book. A lot of lessons here, you know, talk about being how to be a successful entrepreneur, and really, um, I think the lessons about resilient, and then you have the ups and downs, and you have to bounce back, right? But he goes into, and I think that's the thing that when he shared about his bankruptcy, it wasn't the end of his life, it was the beginning of his life. And as an entrepreneur, we go up and down and up and down. But Scott also gave so many great nuggets on how to build your business using LinkedIn. And the advantages, right? The advantages of uh, you know older demographic, um, higher income bracket, right? that immediately gave me, Ideas like, hey, maybe your customers, even if people don't join your business, you have a greater chance of getting customers for your product on LinkedIn. And he also talked about how the bigger network, right? The bigger network. And Facebook will limit to 5,000 friends, but with LinkedIn, you get 30,000 connections. Also, how organically you have a better lead generation. People are more open to connecting on LinkedIn, especially for business than on Facebook. Because sometimes people use Facebook just for friends. Lots of advantages there. Um, talk about getting started. You give a good blueprint about optimizing your profile and don't duplicate what you do on Facebook. Things are slightly different. You also give a great ideas on posting content, right? Content creation, um, educating, informing, posting only three times a week and using a poll to find out what they want and then giving your audience what they want, what they want to learn. Awesome stuff there. You know, talk about the four steps. Number one, connecting with people, uh, with similar backgrounds, and you can do a search. Like, for example, if you worked in uh, as an engineer, you can find other engineers on LinkedIn. If you're a teacher, you can find other teachers. Uh, also, talking about power partner, I love that concept. Someone that can give you referrals. And he also broke it down to messaging. How do you actually message the person? Make it personal. Don't make it like those official, for, social, so formal. Create the connection and then give the CPA, CTA, the call to action. Um, great stuff there. Uh, you talk about consistency as well. You can't start and stop. I love the example we gave of the snowball, right? If you snowball and you don't keep rolling and you stop, it's going to melt. It could stop, right? But if you keep rolling that snowball, it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. If you're not consistent, you're never going to be successful. Also talk about habits of uh, making sure uh, you have time blocking out there. The best advice you got is like who you are today is not indicator of where you're going to be, or where you'll be, right? And I think that's what holds us back. We often let our past hold us back. The past doesn't determine your future. 
You determine your future. You got to let that go and be the new you. Great stuff there. I can go on and on, especially the, the, the stuff about LinkedIn. This is definitely an episode. If you want to build your business on LinkedIn, definitely go follow Scott and definitely listen to this episode again and write down the action steps, right? I'm going to repeat them again, the four things. Number one, fix to optimize your profile. Number two, think of content you, you're going to create. And number three, start connecting with people. Just start connecting and building that relationship. That's what Scott would do towards the end when I asked him about the million-dollar question. So anyway, thanks again to Scott Aaron for an amazing episode. This was slightly different. We haven't talked about LinkedIn ever on this show, over 700 uh, podcasts. But people are building their business successful on LinkedIn, and definitely he's an expert. I wanted him to share that with you. So anyway, ML Nation, definitely go to mlnation.com. Click on the show notes page. Also, if you like this, please leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to. It means a lot to me. I read all the reviews. It also inspires me to keep providing value on what you want to learn. And uh, let me know. All right? So anyway, thank you again for listening. Hey, I'm Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be part of this amazing profession. Now it's over to you. Go out there, take action on what you learn, and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.